Hello Aries friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Aries July 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. I'm calling the theme of this month, Seven Exciting Gifts for Aries in July, and we'll go into those specifics as well as other things you need to know to make the most of the astrological weather this month. This is for you if Aries is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign like me, or any other Aries placement you are listening for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And for very late degree friends, so birthdays around April 15th through the rest of the sign, or Aries placements 23 degrees or so through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Taurus report as both of the reports will hold value for you very late degree friends. This is a month where I'm using the chart to ex, um, explain things. Uh, if you've been following my work, then you see I'm alternating months using the chart. About half of y'all have gotten back to me to say you love the chart, please do it more. And half of you have said you don't like it, so I'm splitting the time by alternating. If you don't want to see the visuals, just scroll down on the screen so you don't see all of the busyness here, and you can just listen, or you can find my syndicated podcast by searching for Astro Kisses with Annie Botticelli. And if you're listening to the podcast version and you want the visuals, then you can find me on YouTube. So we've got a lot going on this month to discuss, a couple of background pieces of information to give us some of the layers of the flavor of the month. This month, for the first time in a while, we actually have more salty aspects compared to sweet ones. I always look at this ratio to kind of give us one layer of what's going on. A lot of salty aspects, meaning the planets are not getting along and the signs that they're in. That means there are a lot of road bumps. Aries, people do not like road bumps. So this is good to know. But these are just nuisance aspects. There's like, you're flowing and then there's a bump. You're flowing and then there's a bump. But you can either choose to be like, wee, and then go over the bumps and catch a little air. Or you can choose to slow down so you won't get as jostled by the bumps. But the fact that they're there and that you know that they're there now can help you understand it when it's happening and help you to make it a little bit more smoother from your awareness. The next thing to know, and this is something to celebrate, is that we are out of the heat of eclipse season. And this is especially relevant for Aries since we've started a new eclipse cycle with Aries and Libra, launched with that black moon eclipse. So um, April, May into June was very intense with new changes, new opportunities, uh, continuation of the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle. So in July and August, we get a little bit of a break and integration time from those changes. Not to say that more changes might not be ahead and that things are still, you know, not still in motion from the changes that happened, but it's just, it's a little bit of a different energy. It's in the eclipse season, it's like the pot is bubbling over, you know, with water and emotion. And during the time when we're out of eclipse season, like July and August, you know, it's just more of par for the course. It's more of the new normal. It's more, you know, sort of navigating through the changes with a little bit less um, intensity. So hopefully you will appreciate that break and hopefully some really great things opened up for you. I know the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle has been pretty intense for us. From the end of 2021, it's been really something, and we have a little bit more of that going on, and now we've got major life changes activated with this eclipse in our polarity. If you want to understand more about the eclipses and how they're affecting you, listen to my April and May reports because I dive deeper into that then. Okay, so let's just get right to these uh, seven exciting gifts for Aries in July. 
The first one starts with one of this stellium of Leo planets. Remember, whenever we've got anything happening in Leo or Sagittarius, it makes a 120 degree angle with our Aries placements. And this is a trine, the most favorable aspect in all of astrology. So when the planets are moving through fire signs, they're speaking our language and it's zesty and it's creative and it's exciting and it's exhilarating and it's passionate and it's, you know, just the language that we speak. So we've got a grouping of these placements and each of them have their own piece to play in the exciting gifts for us. So we'll take it piece by piece. The first one is Lilith. Lilith tends to get a bad rap. We won't get into the reasons why Lilith gets a bad rap because that will open up a whole other can of worms. But just suffice to say that she does have some positive implications as well. And especially when there is a trine. Okay, so Everything happening in the sign of Leo is also happening in the house of Leo for Aries. So we get double expression of everything. That's part of why we're so intense. Everything's so intense for us. We bring everything with all of this intensity. So Lilith is offering us opportunities to liberate our creativity in new and exciting ways. If you have been blocked, if you have been uninspired, if you have been unmotivated, as it relates to your creative expression or your zesty personal, um, you know, just way of putting yourself out into the world, then Lilith can come here and liberate you from those blocks and open you up to new ways of expression that can be very, very exciting. The next exciting gift for Aries in July, we'll skip Venus retro for now because I want to go deeper into that, is Mars finishing this Leo transit. Mars, again, has been making trines, so between June and July, everybody will get a kiss from every, all the Aries placements will get a kiss from Mars directly in that form of that trine. Mars brings energy and enthusiasm and oomph and obsessive focus. The other things related to um, Leo that we may see manifestations of with these um, Leo placements and transits has to do with children. It's not just our creative babies. It also can be like the babies we created, the human ones. And it can be love and romance. It can be true love. It can be dating. It can be our current relationship. It can be anything having to do with our fun and pleasures and exciting things and bucket list. So all of these lines of energy are potentials in those arenas. And Mars brings the boom. It brings the oomph. It brings you know, all of the ambition and the readiness and the energy levels to match these potentials and activate them. Because potentials are just potentials unless they're activated. And Aries, more than anybody, has a tendency to activate potentials. I love that about us. I really appreciate about appreciate that about people with Aries placements. My friends, um, I have a lot of friends who have these placements where we like to take the bull by the horns, literally. And there will be lots of opportunities for us to seize the moment. Good advice is worth nothing if not taken. Energetic potentials are worth nothing unless activated. So I see us activating a lot of these potentials, as many as possible, and that's very exciting. Okay, so the third exciting gift for Aries in July has to do with another Leo's Leo placement in the form of star goddess Pallas Athena. Long story as to why she's called Pallas Athena rather than just Athena, but you recognize that name, right? The goddess of wisdom, the more level-headed sister to the god of war, Eris, which is our ruler, 
Okay, so Pallas is a strategist, but she's also a spiritual warrior. And she also helps us to bring voice to our passions. And she also helps us to find our voice in places where we didn't have it and to be heard. And she helps us to find help other people find their voice and inspire others. So this is a time where not only are we likely to be inspired, but we're likely to activate inspiration for other people. And that's always very exciting for Aries because we do tend to lead the front where if there's like no way to be made, we just kind of throw ourselves headlong into the bush and just clear out the way. And then everybody behind us has an easier time coming through. So the chance for us to get through to people, to be helpful to people, you know, um, can also re-inspire us at this time and Pallas Athena can help. She can also help us to build a strategy for the long term. So if there are certain things that we want to activate that are not happening now, she can help us to put a strategy together and to reach our goals. And the Venus retrograde, as we'll get into, is very good for the reevaluation of reaching goals. So coupled along with Pallas, she is, you know, they're helping us to reassess our storyline with these Leo expressions and to get a plan together. Okay, so the number four exciting gift for Aries in July is one that actually actually extends out beyond July and starts before July. So let's look at a little timeline here. Venus gets into Leo in June. It goes into its pre-shadow transit June 19th. It's a weird looking seven, sorry about that. The official retrograde is on July 23rd, goes through September 4th, and the post-shadow period goes through October 6th and then leaves Leo shortly after that. Well, actually, right around then, the 6th. So we've got, you know, June, July, August, September into October, over four months of Venus in a sign that speaks our language. Venus, the ruler of love and beauty and money and finances and relationships and self-esteem and confidence and design so we've got her speaking our language for this extended period of time and we have extra kisses for this period of time so this is a major gift not only in july but before and after so what are some of the things that venus in retrograde will bring now do note that the things that venus brings in retrograde for aries are going to be the things that Venus in retrograde in Leo bring for everybody. Because like I said, Venus, we don't have a separate house that's being represented by this transit. It's just Leo, the sign of Leo, the house of Leo. So everything I'm about to describe is double time for us. Since Leo rules children in creative projects and hobbies and sports and recreation and our fashionistas and being seen and pleasure and fun and romance and true love, very often when Venus is focused in this area, all of those spaces are activated in magical ways. Sometimes romance can come back from the past. If you've been separated from your beloved, you may be able to see them. If there has been staleness or complications, you may have the magic return to your relationship. And you may go back to doing old things that you did together that really worked. Or a lover, lover from the past can come back. So, um, or problems or patterns also. So if you have something unresolved, it's like the rug that everything was swept under is picked up and everything flies all over the place. And that can bring up old patterns in love and money and confidence, you know, those old ghosts, those old demons um, that we have to interact with, you know, including addictions like shopping addictions or substance addictions or anything that we're addicted to 
could be brought up when we have to come face to face with those things, but the chance for healing them so that forevermore things are better are, are increased, you know, and, and any attention we give to that will really help. Ways from the past from having fun, of having fun, you know, healthy interactions can come up. Inspiration about how to live more with the fresh eyes of a child, you know? So when we look at the world like a child looks at the world, not in an immature way or a childish way, but in a childlike way with wonder, there may be just a newness and an excitement that is restored. Wardrobe and fashion and beauty definitely can come up and you may find that you're really interested in adorning yourself differently. Here are some guidelines to use and definitely go to the notes underneath the um, the video or podcast to find my links to my Venus Retrograde Do's and Don'ts video and blog and my other blogs because there are a lot of guidelines that we want to know about and I don't have time to go into you know everything that I've ever said about Venus Retrograde, which is a lot, but I'll give you a couple of hints. You basically want to think about this time as a time of experimentation and not making very big life-changing decisions. It may turn out that some of the things that happen at this time turn out to be life-changing, but there's a short-term quality, an experimental quality sometimes to this energy. And sometimes things that are taken on in this time frame will stay for the long term. But they have to be brought in in the context of let's experiment with that. You know, if you bring something in saying this is permanent, this is for sure, then the odds that it will end earlier are increased. But if you bring it in like, okay, let's give it a try for a few months, you know, let's just kind of try it on, then, you know, it may stick. But there's a lot of things that go on with this transit, which I call the what was I thinking tendency. Okay. Rose colored glasses towards love or lovers, rose colored glasses towards design or fashion projects or wardrobe or things you do to your physical body. So it's a better time for henna tattoos than regular ones. It's a better time for washout hair color than regular hair color. It's a better time to swap clothes with your friends than it is to buy a whole new wardrobe. But the urges will be strong to, to do these things. If you have the money to go buy a whole new wardrobe and it doesn't matter if in a few months you hate it or you're a different size, then be my guest. But most people are in a situation where if they buy a whole new wardrobe, they're going to be set back, you know, if they decide they don't like it or their size changes or something like that. So, you know, just kind of keep that context in mind. Experiment to your heart's desire. Just try to stay within the low stakes. Now, if something could be high returns, but it has to be low stakes, meaning if it doesn't work out, you're not going to lose your butt. So that being said, money can also return from the past. Past clients, someone you had contact with in the past can come back in a big way and bring you a massive amount of money and really improve your financial situation. So this is, you know, a very exciting thing. So some questions to ask. What lessons from your past or present romantic relationships are showing up to work with? How can you have more fun in your life? Are you having too much fun in your life? And how can you balance that out? You know, individual and family and couples counseling is an amazing way to use this energy. Returning back to things that were fun in the past. Investigating on, you know, topics of, of, um, of interest, of your passions. Experimenting with anything involving Venus retrograde or that you're drawn to. Same thing for adorning your house. 
The urge to fix up your house may be very strong and cosmetic improvements like painting something the same color it was or touching up or repairing old wood or, you know, um, painting one wall a new color or getting a new piece of furniture. These things are very well indicated in this transit. Just keep in mind the tendency for things to shift and that, you know, you have to make sure you can afford it and that you're not getting yourself into a big payment. Now, also, it's important to know that selling something during this time or giving something away, you might regret it because you're not seeing clearly. So if you think you love something and want to keep it, you may turn your you know attention away from it after a while. If you think that you hate something and you try to give it away, I had a very minor situation like this one time in a Venus retrograde. I was clearing stuff out. And I have my favorite, favorite boots that were so comfortable and I love them and I wore them all the time. And I was cleaning stuff out and I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to, you know, get rid of these. And then I had my friend who was actually going to buy them for me. And then I remembered, I'm like, okay, Venus retrograde, I'm probably going to regret it. I'll just tell her to hold off. And then it turned out that I'm so glad that I didn't sell them and I still love them. So it's just, it's one of those type of things that, you know, tends to go on. It's not a big deal, but it can be a big deal if it's a higher stakes thing. Like for instance, you sell a house and you're so eager to get rid of it that you undervalue it. And then you look back and you say, what was I thinking? I could have sold it for a hundred thousand dollars more. This can also have to do with love. A lot of people will follow through with divorce and things like that in Venus retrograde. Um, usually I tell people, if you can help it, try to not make life-changing decisions in this time. But if it comes to you and it's out of your hands, then a lot of times there's a tendency to just get the heck away from the person and say, just give them what they want and walk away. Very big caution here. Many people leaving relationships will give over stuff to try to just simplify things and get the heck away from the other person only to regret and say, why didn't I get my fair share of that situation? So, you know, definitely either wait until Venus goes direct before you commit to what you're willing to give up or make sure that you're being fair and won't regret what you're stepping away from. Uh, Because that is, you know, the rose-colored glasses of like, oh, I'll be better off not engaging. And then you're like, oh, wait, I should have had my stuff. So it's an important consideration. Okay, lots more can be said there. But again, go to the notes underneath the video or podcast to, um, to see more about that. So our number five exciting gift for Aries in July has to do with Mars moving from Leo into Virgo. This is going to give us powers of perspective and perception and of of tedious focus for details and planning into our sector of our daily experience and our pets and animals and work. So you might have some really good ideas of how to streamline your work efforts, how to work less and earn more, how to make things more simplified and accomplish a massive amount with the powers of Mars in Virgo. Number six exciting gift for Aries in July is this Cancer Stellium. So we've got the sun bringing warmth and vibrance, Mercury bringing information, news, education, star goddess Juno bringing partnership energy. You can't see it here, but there's also in the days around the 17th of July, the new moon at 25 degrees of Cancer. So we've got four placements or transits in the sign of cancer, of course, also in the house of cancer for us. And this opens up lots of opportunities for home and family and real estate and housing. Now, because this makes a square for our placement, our placement, these gifts may come with a little sting or a little work, or we may have to really go through something to get the goodies from this. 
and we may be dealing with some things involving family and housing that we do not want to deal with. Um, but the gifts can come from the forced focus. Uh, just kind of remember the decision-making process. If you have to make a decision and it's about a big asset, you might want to wait until the, um, the energy clears uh, you know, later in the year. But this could be an amazing time where you go back to a place that feels like home, you spend time with home and family, or people come to visit you, or you do things to spruce up your house, or you resolve some things with your mother or a housing situation. Okay, and the number seven exciting gift for Aries in July is this full moon in Capricorn. So we've got um, fullness, completion, fruition, drama, elucidation, culmination coming to the sign and house of Capricorn, father, father figures, work, employment, business. Anything having to do with our place out in the world can come to a head. Again, this is a square, so this is a little bit of a challenged point for us. We've got this T-square going on between home and family and us. And this is another one of those placements, not like these beautiful fire placements that are just yummy. These placements can come with a little sting or a little work, but they can still be great. Like for instance, you use the Mars energy in Virgo to be very productive and, you know, because even though it starts out the month in Leo, it's close enough to Virgo that you'll be feeling the energies in Virgo and Leo at the same time at the beginning of the month. And you could use it around this full moon, which is in the days around July 3rd, to get a lot done. You know, you could be very prolific or something important with your work can happen. There are many different ways this can manifest, um, but it can offer an opportunity in those realms ruled by Capricorn. So if you would love to learn astrology or be a professional astrologer, go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. See my online school. You can find my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which can take you from ground zero to earning money as an astrologer. Or if you've been studying and you kind of piecemeal things and you need more organization and the confidence to ask for money for this work, I can help you to do that. So you can see that course. You can see my Astrology Basics course. You can also see some free courses, including Unleash Your Money Magnet. So many people will be renegotiating their relationship with money, and my free course there can help you. And there are some free wellness courses as well. If you want to join my free VIP community, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. Get my newsletter with a sweet and salty list, my favorite aspects of the month, the ones to be most awareful and careful about, uh, delivered to your inbox one month early. And that's also the interface for all the free goodies I make for you, including written horoscopes, AnnieHelpsYou.com. If you want to access my secret star portal to get my exclusive content, including, but definitely not limited to, my Jupiter in Taurus for each of the signs, my Saturn in Pisces deep dive, my series on how to make astrological transits that are tough easier and navigate them with more grace, how to use all the sun's energy each month, in the best ways, how to understand your natal chart. All of these things can be found in my secret star portal at AnnieBAstrology.com. Annie, the letter B, astrology.com. Remember to look in the notes underneath the video or podcast for all of these links and for those Venus retrograde links. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.